Okay, welcome back, everybody, to a Canuck and a Jersey girl. You are here with Sheila and Maria. And again, we're talking about all things Vanderpump because there was so much that happened, so much to unpack in that final episode. Um, one of the things that we were just talking about that I noticed was the fact that Lala was not really present in a lot of the different scenes that we saw with Ariana. So we saw Katie, we saw Sheena and one of her other friends that came over to her house. I think there actually was a couple of them. Um, but Lala was vacant. She was not there. And then she kind of showed up during that uh, restaurant meeting with everybody. But she didn't really say a lot, which I found very interesting, given how vocal she has been about everything. Um, that one, she was kind of quiet. But two, if they were so close, and she is so bothered by this, as she seems to be on every podcast, where the heck was she to support her friend in those moments? I don't know. Well, I think I had mentioned in one of our other episodes, I have a feeling that she was probably asked to, you know, oh, to, right, right, right. To, to stay a little quiet. Um, but I just thought of when she said at the, cause I forgot she was sitting at the little dinner thing that they had yeah. with Ariana right before Tom Schwartz showed up. Um, uh, and she said when she found out he was coming, she said, muzzle me and put me in a straight jacket. And I laughed so hard, even the second time I watched, because it was probably so hard for her to just sit there and not say anything. Uh, I so, agree. But, but the scene with, and I hadn't thought of it until you had mentioned it to me. I didn't even think about, you're right. Ariana wasn't at the house. How, however, I know that a Lala. lot of these scenes, what did I say? Ariana? Ariana. That's okay. Oh, I meant Lala. I meant Lala. Um, a lot of the scenes that they filmed, I think almost all of the scenes that they filmed, they cut like hours yeah. down to minutes. So maybe Lala was there and she, they just didn't air the part where Lala, if Lala was at Ariana's house with her. She probably wasn't. I mean, I guess she probably wasn't. But I don't know. I know it's interesting, right? Like, because she's had so much to say about everything. Um it's funny that you bring up the straight jacket comment, though. I laughed at that, too. Her and James, if they could just unite on the same, like, page, those two would be unstoppable. Like, I think that they would be a force to be reckoned with on that show. Someone may end up dead, but at the same time, they would be a really good combination because they are both hilarious. Even though I don't love Lala, she is quite funny. I will give her I that. agree. I agree. She's very, very witty. And James makes me laugh. Me Even too. though I don't like a lot about him, <laughs> he makes me laugh. And I, and I've said this in one of the episodes I, or maybe, maybe it was on my Instagram. I said this, he tugged at my heartstrings when he cried in his interview on the finale. And I realized how hurt he actually was. And it yeah. kind of made me get, like, feel like, oh, okay, I guess he's not that bad. I think he acts the way he acts. Cause he's so hurt, you know? Yeah. So, but, I um, Speaking of Lala, I don't know if you saw, I have not watched the Randall scandal. Have you watched oh, it? Is it out yet? It's on Hulu. It, it came out. It came out yesterday. Oh, okay. So I just, there's just, there's so much overflow of information from all different places between well, TV I know what and I'm Instagram. Doing <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I know. And, and so I haven't watched it, but I did see one clip in particular shared by one of the other Bravo pages. And it was Lala basically saying that she felt upset that 
everyone was, you know, asking her, how did you not see this coming? How did you not notice this? And she brought up Ariana on this Hulu special. And she's saying, you know, no one asked Ariana how she missed all the signs. No one asked Ariana, like all these things. And, and I was honestly seeing just that clip. I was kind of annoyed because I'm like, why is she like doing that comparing herself to Ariana? But then other people had messaged me that they had actually watched the whole episode. And there's some very serious, serious allegations about Randall, like very serious things. And so I'm like, you know what? I probably, this is probably a lesson for all of us every day before you jump to conclusions and make a comment on something, we should probably watch the whole thing Uh to understand where she's coming from, because I feel like maybe my perception would change a little. Well, yeah, I think, uh, I think hindsight is 2020, right? And I mean, there's been several people in this world who have been married to people who have done horrible things. And I don't know. I don't know if that's, you know, we sometimes turn a blind eye to certain things. Maybe people have different feelings, but I also think you, you get caught up in the moment. You don't really want to see some of it too, because what does that mean for you? Like for her, she had a kid with him. She basically changed her whole life and identity to be his wife. Um, I mean, she still had the raw Lala side that I do like some of Lala, but I also think that, you know, it's really, really hard to think about once you're so deep in those situations about getting out. And I don't know. I don't know if I, I, I don't know. Have you seen um, Dear John? It was, was, I believe it was also on Hulu. It's a true story of a guy who, I, I don't remember the full exact story, but one of my followers messaged me that she is comparing this Randall scandal she said it reminds her a lot of Dear John. And now Dear John, I mean, he was a, a complete criminal, bad, bad person. I thought so you were got- talking about the Nicholas Sparks movie. I'm like, I think I've seen that. <laughs> no, no, you're did not. Did I say Dear Kate John? On. Wait, what did I say? Dear John. There's a Dear John think- movie too. Maybe that's not what I meant. <laughs> now I can't think of it, but there's a guy who is a true story. And I believe it's a Hulu special. I that too. I don't know. It could be called Dear John. Now I'm I now I don't remember. Okay, oh. so let's let's I'll I'll correct this later on. I'll message okay. you and tell you if I said it correctly. I might not have said it correctly, but he's just a bad guy who manipulated women and um and stole things from them. I believe he killed people, but I don't quote me on that. I might be wrong, but anyway, he like just did a lot of very bad things and got away with it for many, many, many years. And in fact, this particular story what I do remember is that he did try to kill her one daughter and he didn't because she fought back but she might have actually killed him I don't remember or maybe he's in jail I don't know I probably should have thought this through before I brought it up but one of my followers who I have been talking to a lot she wrote that to me and then she also and I'm just going to ask you your opinion because I'm confused she's a Lala fan Okay. And she said she thinks Lala is the way she is because of how other people treated her when she came on the show, which is how I feel about Raquel. And I'm like, I thought Ra- Lala came on the show acting like a badass and the way she bragged about all the things she bragged about. I thought that's why people didn't like her. What is your take on that? Am so I that's, wrong? 
That's an interesting question. So I hated the way people treated Lala when she first came on. I was totally team Lala. I was in her corner. Um, I felt like they always treated her unfairly at first. I think my issue with that is, is that I feel like as a smart person and as a woman who claims to support other women, I feel like she should have the insight to, or the smarts at least, to understand that if I felt that way and people treated me that way, how can I do that to somebody else? And that's always my dilemma with her is that I feel like when it comes to Lala, like it's this cycle. No, she was not treated fairly at first. Um, people were really, really mean to her. It probably did break her down a little bit, but I always, I have always felt that Lala was smart. And so if you're smart, I feel like even though, well, I guess that's not always true. It depends on what your level of like kind of pain is from that and healing and things like that. But I always felt like she should be able to separate that and, and kind of look at it from a different lens and say, okay, well, I see how people are treating Raquel. I know how it felt to be an outcast in the group. I am not going to do the same thing to her. But to that point, I always felt like Lala had a crush on James or there was something there. And I always felt like Lala was a girl that you had fun with, but maybe didn't bring home to mom and dad. Whereas Raquel was kind of the girl that you did bring home to mom and dad. And so there was that, I mean, James made a comment one time that something about Lala, how she had lost all of her innocence since dating Randall. And that's why she didn't like Raquel because she still had oh, that to her. And What I an insight. Wow. I don't remember him saying that. Yeah. And I think that that really, really bothered her about the fact that she had sort of changed since she'd been in Hollywood. Now, that being said, I also, one thing I really respected about James during this season is that when they were sitting at the bar during the beach episode, he had basically said, like, you, you've piled on her enough. And I know that he's angry with Raquel and I know he doesn't like her right now. But even he was like, enough is enough. Like, you've piled on her. You've said your piece. You look like the bigger person. Let it go. And I thought that that was really big of him because given everything she's done, he could have been a lot meaner, right? I I didn't have that take from that scene. Okay. I had a different take. I thought that he was just done with Raquel having so much airtime oh, and annoyed really? by it. You could be right. But I, I thought that he was like, all right, we talked about her enough and also... He probably was in hot water already for all what he was doing on. Oh, no, because that scene was before they knew about Scandaval. Um, But he probably didn't want it to be on film that he was talking about Raquel with Lala. Mm, Maybe. Because he has a girlfriend. So I I took something different from that scene. It's so funny how when we watch things, how differently people see the same. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. And to your point, too, about. um you know, about uh, do people know about those things when it happens to their significant other? I do think that sometimes also, you know, if you're not that type of person and if you're not going out and doing those things, you're often not thinking that way. Number one, um, that those thoughts aren't typically in your mind. You're not going out and, and doing all of these things. I don't even know what he's accused of. But the other part of that is that we know that usually these people are really good liars too, and they're very convincing in what they say. And that's the thing is that it's always a question. And when it comes to narcissists and people like that, um, 
if they never admit it, you never fully know. You never mm-hmm. fully know what the right answer is unless they get caught. Well, just like we're never going to know, not saying that I think Ariana's a narcissist because I don't. We're never going to know if she actually told Tom she would kill herself if they broke up because I don't think she will ever publicly admit that if she said that. Right, right. We'll never know. And Tom is, even though he's mostly the bad guy, it's like we're never going to know if some of what he's saying is true. See, to me, her reaction was telling when they were sitting on the couch and he said that. Um, It was very telling to me that that hit a chord in her and she kind of paused for a moment and then she came back with, well, you should have never been in my bed after that night and all of those things. I think her, the look on her face kind of spoke volumes, but I also think that that it's a tough thing because I really don't think he should have thrown that out there. But then he also said at one point that maybe it wasn't in that scene. I don't know where he said that. Oh, he said it on the Howie Mandel interview he said she said that she if if we broke up she was going to literally be done with everything and disappear including the sandwich shop with katie why would he make that up i don't think he would make that up and we all know that well she made a comment to Kristen and lala a couple of seasons ago that she just wanted or actually it was lvp lisa vanderpump she was saying that she just felt like driving, driving off of something. I think I remember her saying that. So yes, she, oh, she was words. always very depressed. She did say that right. she felt like just driving off, driving some, right. Yeah. Basically. And yeah. it was kind of an unsettling comment. Now it's hard. And this is why I think I feel for Tom sometimes. And I know that people are going to come at me for that, but this is why I feel for him is because I think there's a lot there that she also has said to him behind closed doors and I think he's being backed into a corner looking like the villain he if he says these things he's more of a jerk because you shouldn't be sharing those things that someone has said to you that's so close to you but what do you do when you're constantly being berated with people saying you're the most horrible person in the world right now and, and they're all all the people I didn't mean to interrupt you but no, all the people okay. I think I'll forget all the people on the cast since this happened and people who are not even like on the show are they're all going on all these different podcasts and telling all different details of all different things that I'm sure Tom doesn't appreciate everyone just broadcasting his business so in a way it's like I kind of get if if there's any truth to some of what he's saying I know that he's a liar and I know but I just because someone's a liar doesn't mean everything they're saying is a lie so right I think that if there is some truth, he probably feels vindicated. I don't even know if that's like the right way. He no, probably I think feels, you're right. Yeah. He probably feels like, you know what? Like, let me say, okay, everyone's going to do this. Okay. Well, I'm going to put out there what I was going through. And, and I get it because anybody who's in that position, you know, I keep thinking to myself today, even about Raquel, because I listened to, only 30 minutes of the Charlie Burnett interview with Nick Vial and the Vial Files. Yeah. Um, I was thinking as I was listening, because Raquel has, I mean, we don't know what she's going to say on the reunion, but she has not been able to say her side of everything because she's right. in, in hiding or in whatever she's in, you know, rehab or, or, you know, like getting help, whatever she's doing. And I, and it's like, wow, like all these people are really telling all these details and she can't even say anything. And, Right. You know, 
Right. But I also think that she's been broken down so much by the girls even before this. I don't know how much of a voice she really has. I think she was kind of, I think her responses are so interesting because I think that they are very telling of someone who has been bullied repeatedly. And when you see her at uh, Sir and they are having the sandwich kind of party and she goes over to Katie and it's totally inappropriate it shouldn't be happening there but i think she's just so fired up from months and months of being um put down by these these women that it's all coming out at all the wrong times and it just yeah it'd be interesting to see what she says now to your earlier well, her, point, yeah sorry her no, confidence okay. this season was her confidence and the things she was saying uh it was like she was sandoval's puppet and i feel like some of the things she was saying people have said this and it makes total sense that like you could tell that that was actually tom sandoval's words and then she was putting it you know she was projecting what he was saying but her confidence came not from herself it came from having him behind her building her up yeah and i just wonder if they i wonder if they don't stay together or get together, because we really don't know if they're together or not. You know, we don't know what's a rumor and what's not. Like, I wonder what her confidence will be either way. If they stay together or not, will she go back to the Raquel that we saw all those other seasons ago where you felt bad for her because she felt so bad about herself? Like that scene where she was saying, I want to say she was talking about Lala. She was saying like, you know, like, I don't feel that way about myself, the way she felt all that confidence. And that, that was so, oh, I remember what she that. said was so relatable and so likable. Cause that's a lot of us women, yep. we women, however you say it, you know, whatever is grammatically correct. Like we most, unless you're really full of yourself, you want to feel so confident, but you feel like I can't get there. You know, maybe not everyone feels that way. I feel like I go back and forth. I have some days where I feel like that and some days where I feel confident. Like when I went out the other day with my friends and we went to a restaurant and I hadn't been out in a while and I was dressed up and like I felt very confident. But a lot of times, like today with my hair oil in, you they can't see me. You can see me. And I feel like I'm like a like a hood rat today. Um, but you I, know, think I feel it- like Raquel in that episode was so relatable because I feel like we often feel that way as women. Well, and I think it also depends on the situation and who you're around too. Like I would not feel confident walking into anywhere with Katie and Lala and some of those women because they're not nice. They're not the type of women that when you're around them, bring it the best in you. Now, unfortunately, Ariana and Sheena were those people. They were those people that brought out the best in her. And, you know, and that's what I think is so hard to stomach is that I think that all of her reactions didn't make any sense and what she did was misdirected. Um, I would even go so far as to say that some of what she did could have been fueled by some of these confrontations that she had had and ha ha, I'm getting back at you guys and I'm going to steal this man or I'm going to go for this man or whatever. But it just sucks that it was Ariana's man because it was so misdirected, right? Like Ariana was the nice one out of everybody. Um, so you reminded me of something else. So in the the 30 minutes that I listened to of Charlie, I you probably didn't see it yet because you've been busy, but I listed what I learned from those 30 minutes. Yeah. And um, one of the things Charlie talked about. OK, so I didn't know Charlie was in pageants. She knew Raquel since they were 15. 
Oh, wow. I didn't know that either. And, I like Charlie. And Charlie's cool, I think. Charlie is ex- so far, she is exactly who she is on the show. Real, down to earth. Yeah. I've always liked her, but I like her even more now. But she said that the pageant world is so, so competitive. Uh-huh. And it can turn you into a competitive person in, in your oh, life. Oh, yeah. And she said she even had to battle those thoughts in life. And, and But she, so she came out of doing the pageants. She placed fifth oh, in wow. the same exact type of pageant, like Miss California, I believe she said. Um, she's actually placed. Wow. Yeah. But she said that you can come out of it the way Charlie has. <laughs> or you can come out of it the way Raquel has. Right. And she said that something about being 18. I know they they met when they were 15, but I think she mentioned something about when she was 18, Raquel in one of the one of the pageants, but it got me thinking. So my theory, she basically said that like my my theory about Raquel not mentally and emotionally growing in her 20s being with James. And I was blaming it all on dating James, who is an alcoholic and an abusive person. But it seems by Charlie's description of everything, it may have started earlier with Raquel. Like that was her goal at 18 was to be Miss USA or whatever, or Miss California, maybe and take it as far as she could go. And, and then, you know, what happened with James just added to what she already had going on internally. So I was kind of happy. I felt like, okay, I'm not crazy. I was kind of on the right path, except I was blaming it all on James when it's probably half because of dating James and half was already there. Well, half was already there, but I, I kind of, so I agree with parts of that. The one thing I, I will say is that I we don't know what Raquel's past is, and we don't know what being in pageants was giving her, right? What it was serving for her. So if that was her identity up until that point and gave her a sense of purpose and gave her a sense of being wanted and liked and people looked up to her, given that maybe she might not have had that in her life growing up, I don't know. I don't know. It seemed like her parents were nice people, the people that had adopted her, but you probably always go through different things in your head about like if you were given away for adoption and it was maybe you're a little bit older, maybe there are some mixed feelings there. I don't know, some residual feelings about self-worth and different things there. Now, the other part of that is that if you put all your time and energy into pageants your whole life, as she had mentioned she had, by the time that all comes to an end, it's like almost like a quarter life crisis because it's like, what is my identity? And I think she actually did say that many times on the show this season about, you know, like, who am I? I have no idea who I am. I have no idea because she's never answered as Raquel the person. She's always answered as Raquel the beauty queen or Raquel the um, pageant person. Like, what is your answer if you're just giving it as a actual answer? And I think Raquel, uh, Ariana was right when she said she was searching for identity in men. I think she was searching maybe not necessarily for identity. I don't know that she knew that. Well, she did know that she didn't have a sense of identity, but I think she was also searching for that feeling, that feeling, validation, that validation, that feeling of feeling good and getting that high coming from knowing that somebody wanted her. And maybe even that high from the fact that it was done behind closed doors and it was their little secret. Right. She had that one up on people. 
And that brings in the competitive part. And I even wrote this on my caption for the reel I made. For the people who have been saying all along that they felt she was being competitive with the women. Uh-huh. I And I, I said, because I never agreed with that. Maybe they're right. Maybe she was. And even though I don't think she was consciously trying to hurt Ariana, I think subconsciously she was competing for to be with who she thought was the number one guy in the group. Well, that's right. And and if she, you think she about probably it, sees Tom as the number one guy in the group. Yep. And if you think about it, her feelings for Ariana were high, but it could have just been that her feelings of self-worth trumped that feeling of Ariana, right? Like mm-hmm. um, that need to feel fill that void was just higher than it was yeah. than her loyalty to her. And so if you're feeling that bad about yourself, you're going to probably do whatever you can if you're an anxious or depressed person to feel better. And mm-hmm. so a lot of people don't like those uncomfortable feelings. Nobody likes to sit in that uncomfortable, you know, I'm feeling crappy about myself. I don't like myself. Maybe I don't know myself. So what am I going to do? I'm going to find the one thing that's going to fill my cup right now. And that's Tom. Even if it is means trampling on my best friend, because that to me is not as high of a priority right now as making myself stable and feel good in this moment. I I also just want to add, I still think that she also justified what she was doing by Tom and Ariana's failing relationship. She, they all know more than we know. And they multiple cast members have said that they didn't show what their relationship really was, which again was like a disservice to the viewers. Uh-huh. But, um, you know, I think that she probably was like, they're not going to be together anyway. They don't have sex. She probably knew. I mean, she did know that. Not probably. She did know all that. Um, I mean, even I've mentioned in my, you know, in my past relationship, you know, I I wouldn't, it's true what Ariana said. When someone is not giving you the attention you need, quality time, you don't want to just have sex. Like you need to feel close to them. And I, I was guilty of like not wanting to have sex too, but I never went like four times a year. That's like, even that's like way too little, even for me, who's somewhat of a reserved person like that. So I feel like if, if, Raquel knew that she probably just knew and and it's, it's I'm not saying it's okay it's not it's never okay to do this um but I really think that that's also how she was justifying it plus Tom in her ear that they weren't yeah. gonna work out the way and they weren't having sex and they were basically glorified roommates you know yeah, and as Jack but, said. Yeah. right as Jack said yeah that's where I got that from um but yeah so I don't know. Like, I think that that like you shouldn't be with someone who you're having sex with four times a year. I mean, well, and you're not spending any time together, as you just mentioned. And some of these big events, like Mm -hmm. if you value like Christmas and stuff like that, if that's a big deal to you, well, then if you're not spending it with your significant other, that sort of speaks to perhaps what is happening, unless there's reasons why you can't spend it together, obviously. No, it's so true. Like, there's no reason that he should have been, he was visiting his family and Raquel was with him. Right. And I, from what I read, the parents were not happy about that and really didn't want her to come to the house. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what I read on multiple, you know, sites uh, or Instagram pages. Um, But where was Ariana? Why was she not with him? 
She was on Why a trip, I think, or she was maybe during Christmas. Right. And you're right. It's like, if you're together, why would you be separate for a holiday? Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. It just seems like, um, you know, they, they were, as I've said before, like they were in the same story, but maybe in different chapters or something like that. But with them, I don't know. I think that what was interesting for me, and I know we've talked about this before in that beginning of episode um, one in season three, but there was a clip of Kristen and Ariana talking and uh, Kristen was saying, and Tom was there as well. She was saying that you told her that everything was over. And he's like, I just don't feel this connection anymore. And I, I feel something different with Ariana and all of these things. And it was like verbatim what he said to Ariana this time, basically that the relationship had been over for years and that he didn't feel the connection anymore. And that um, even Raquel had said, I'm pretty sure, or maybe I'm thinking of something else, but that Tom had said that it was on its way out. So this is a pattern with him. Like I, again, I don't want to blame him for everything. Cause the other thing that I wanted to say is that, um, I knew a couple once and every time that the woman said that she was going to break up, the husband would threaten to commit suicide. And again, I don't like going there because that's kind of a tough subject. I don't know if it's true or not. So I'm not saying that it is. But what ended up happening in that relationship is she tried so many times, she just ended up leaving in the middle of the night and going to a shelter because she couldn't physically get away because he knew that that was the way to kind of get in her. Well, we, we've, we've all heard it and seen it before. Right. And get so in her psyche, you mean? Yeah. And just mess with her because nobody wants to see someone that they care about or have cared about at one time hurt themselves like I mean that's well that's abuse too that's also it's abuse if you and I learned that in therapy if you're telling someone you're gonna kill yourself like that that is a a form of abuse so I I don't know we don't know maybe Ariana never said that and he made the whole thing up but if she did say that that is really not fair to put that on someone and then now he's this evil demon right and he's he's gonna have this reputation probably forever I I I don't see him ever being in a good light ever again. And that maybe he deserves it. We need to see more and hear more. I don't know. Or maybe he doesn't deserve it. I don't know. Yeah. It's so sad that all of us are like the judges of their fate. Like it's. You're right. You're right. It's so sad. And I, I, even though like, you know, of course, like we all love, this is like the Super Bowl for women, Bravo. And like these shows, but like, it's also, I feel a little guilty sometimes because it's like, who are we? Who are we to judge them? But at the same time, and I don't want to say it's it's fun, but it's it is fun to talk about these topics with each other and and all these people and have all these different perspectives. But I do feel guilty. Like I still feel guilty from six weeks ago when I made that reel that I didn't want to delete because it got so many views of the little devil ears on them. And I right. thought it was funny. I thought it was funny, but I, I feel guilty. Like I I really never thought it would go this far. Well, like I, not the uh, deal, but but this whole situation, I nobody, nobody. I we're all humans. We're all, even though they're on TV and they have you know more money than us and fame, like we're all at the end of the day just all human beings. That's right. And somebody wrote on one of my posts that I did. Well, isn't this what they sign up for? And I think to a degree, yes, but I also think to a degree, no, um, mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, like 
we do have to recognize and separate the fact that number one, this is a job for them. Number two, they, regardless of whether or not it's reality, there's still an element of character there because that comes down to whether or not their contracts are renewed at the end of each season and what they bring to the table. But if this is seeping out so far into their lives where they are receiving death threats and, you know, they are so depressed that they have to check themselves into mental health facilities. I think we all have to look at ourselves and say, like, has this gone too far? Um, I agree with you that it's that it's fun. And I, I'm a huge Bravo lover, as we've always talked about. But I do think that Sandoval has or Scandoval has really, really highlighted a different conversation that needs to be had at some point, maybe not now, but at some point about, you know, like, what do these people owe us? And what does the network owe these people when they are being attacked so viciously? You know, because this is editing too, right? Mm -hmm. No, you just, yes, you reminded me of something that I also learned on uh, listening to the episode with Charlie today. So, so Charlie um, was an aspiring actress, etc. Did the pageants her agents said, we want you to try to, to, we want you to be on this show, Vanderpump Rules. She had vaguely heard of it. She really, she didn't realize like that, that that's what they had explained to her that, you know, it's about a group of people in California and, you know, their lives. And she said it sounded great. And then they told her it was Vanderpump Rules. And she was like, wait, what, what did I sign up for? She had to meet with Lisa Interesting. and, and Lisa basically was the deciding factor and said, okay, you now work at Sir and you are now on Vanderpump Rules. And she said that she didn't realize she actually signed a contract for a year. She thought she was signing something else. And she was like, and now I have to do it because I signed this contract. And she didn't want to be, she didn't have, she didn't want to be like a bad person. She didn't want to do anything bad on the show. And, you know, she was kind of on the sidelines and she was like, I was okay with being the friend of and not bringing too much to the table because- Yeah. So it made me think, oh, my God, maybe the people who said Raquel came on the show dating James because she wanted to be maybe people are right. And it's so confusing because I had my mind made up that she loved James and no, no, no. And then when I hear that Charlie was literally just brought on here, you're going to be on the show now. And she didn't actually originally work at Sir. She started working at Sir for this show and and it made me start to think about Raquel and I just started my mind I was spiraling like wait a second now I know they all are friends and I know now this all was real Charlie said she felt like she was an accessory to a crime she knew nothing about like she was with Raquel when Raquel got the lightning bolt necklace she Uh had no clue and she said there was a scene cut out that we didn't see and I believe it was right after that day Mm -hmm. Yes, because that was Raquel's birthday. So when they were all going to go on the trip, um, Ra- um, Charlie was supposed to be on that trip mm. for Raquel's birthday. And yeah. somebody broke into her apartment and she was devastated and had to like handle it. And she asked Raquel to please wait for her and if they could go together. And Raquel said no, that she she would not wait for her. And she wanted to be with the Toms. And at the time, Charlie was like, are you kidding me? I watched, you're going to be like made a fool of on TV because she had already known by the Schwartz situation. 
Uh -huh. And I, I, here I am sticking up for you and you won't wait for me to go on your birthday trip. What? And so I realized, okay, this really is a real story. Right. It's just the way, the, the way they were put together outside of the original cast who are, I mean, now they're all friends. They really are friends. But like, it just got me thinking like. Yeah, I guess you thinking about a lot of it now. I'm sure they're friends, but how deep of friends are they sometimes? I wonder about that. Well, like, Char they, they work Charlie together? said, yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt oh, no. you. Charlie said that she cut her off after that, but she said they never aired that scene. So nobody knew I was supposed to be on that trip. And she said she never had a conversation cutting Raquel off. She just cut her out because that's what she does in real life. And um, yeah, I thought it was interesting, but she said that she thought She's like, I started seeing Raquel acting like a weirdo. And like, she's like, when she came late to the, you know, the scene where Raquel showed up late because she had slept at the Tom's house mm -hmm. or Tom and Ariana's house. Sorry, not the Tom's house. She was with the two Toms and she slept at Ariana's house. But I guess Charlie was bothered by how she was acting. And she said, I thought the show was going to her head. And I don't want to be associated with people who are Basically, she didn't say the word superficial, but that's what she was because she said one day we're not going to have this. Uh -huh. And so she cut her out because of that, having zero idea of the affair. I felt like that scene was kind of like I felt like it was kind of filmed anyways, like or not filmed, but like kind of scripted. Um, one thing that I did want to say, though, too, is that I remember hearing a long time ago about Jersey Shore and somebody's experience going to the um that Jersey Shore store that they all used to work at as part of that MTV. I don't know if you want to Oh, in Seaside. My parents live a town over from there. Yeah, so, and you're right. Oh, my parents in their <laughs> love Jersey Shore, by the way. My parents watch it, and I don't. Sorry. Oh, okay. I like they love shirt. it. Dude, you're wearing a Seaside Heights shirt or something. I um, am. That's yeah. I am because I got it on the boardwalk with my mom. My parents live in Tom's River. That's so. Cool. Yeah. Well, on that on that show, I remember I was reading that someone's experience uh, that they had met someone and or had met the cast and they had waited in line for hours and they went into the store and they said that they met Sammy Sweetheart, who was on the show at that time. And they said that it was really weird because when the cameras were rolling, she was like super, super sweet. And then when the cameras went off, none of them were working and they would go and do whatever they were doing. So I don't know if that's true. That's just what I read. Um, but it's probably my, true. Yeah. Probably true. My, well, my point is, is that I don't know how real any of this reality is. I remember the Hills, not they came out later and said that none of it was reality, that they weren't actually working in these jobs. I think that they are friends. I think that there's a group of friends, but I don't know how close they are sometimes um, because I don't know. I don't I don't know that they like. I, yeah, the, the the Hills um comparison though that was when reality TV was a little bit newer, well way yeah. newer. The Hills was a completely different reality TV than what we have now. I I understand what you're saying, but I do I do think some of it is scripted a little bit. Uh -huh. But they all say that sometimes what we're seeing. I think I said this on our last episode, like. Kristen, I think it was Kristen. She had said like sometimes they just have to reshoot a scene. Uh -huh. because of they missed something or they needed the story to make sense or, yeah. you know, and, and they missed a clip or whatever. But I do think it's mostly real Vanderpump. And I think some of it, yeah, it's probably, they probably um, manipulate is probably a better word than scripted. It's probably manipulated a little. Yeah. 
maybe well, it is scripted. we don't really know but but charlie said she's like i really love gold and diamonds like i really wanted her to get the necklace i didn't know that that was their secret like you know whatever why she got the necklace and she felt she felt like an accessory to a crime she didn't commit like she said yeah I agree. I agree. Um, and I do think like to your earlier point that you had said in a different podcast about how it was the realist reality moment when you mm-hmm. saw Tom and Ariana sitting across from mm-hmm. each other. I don't think that was scripted at all. I think that that was like real emotions, but I think it had been a couple of weeks. I think they made reference to that. So it, like, it wasn't a couple of weeks. It was a couple of days. Oh, so the meeting itself I think they was, were brought together for the f- cameras, but I don't think it was scripted. No, yeah. Th- so all this stuff happened on March 1st, 2nd, 3rd. Like, that's the beginning of it. And then I believe they started filming. It was like March 6th or 7th. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, crazy craziness. Um, we didn't get a chance to hit on Summer House. Last night was insane. I think we will come back for that one. Um I think uh, we'll stop for now for Vanderpump. There's still even more to go over, I find. There's so much, mm-hmm. and it is so layered, and there's so many different ways of looking at it. But, um, yeah, we'll come back. Maybe we'll come back tonight. Maybe we'll come back tomorrow. But we'll talk about Summer House because there was a lot that went on there yesterday. And I think it's <laughs> it's definitely... we got to talk about it while about. it's fresh. Yeah, we got to talk about it while it's fresh. Old. We forget things quick. We got to... <laughs> it's true it's true okay so signing off now we will see you all in uh probably in a couple of hours we will be posting another podcast so stay tuned at connect and a jersey girl follow us on apple Podcasts if you haven't done that yet um we will see everybody shortly have a good night okay bye bye